Okay, cool. There we go. Um, is the mic working? That out. Give me a second, guys. I don't know why this thing is being so weird. I don't know what's going on. Okay, <clears throat> cool. Oh, I know. Yeah, Zoom is like horrible. Wow. It's like a five second delay on my side. So everything sounds good to you guys? Wow, this is fucking horrible. Okay, cool. Well, as long as it sounds good for you, then that's... That's all that matters, bitch ass fucking application. All right. All right, we're going to wrap up today. Um, I may not go the whole hour, but um, we'll, we'll do what we can. Okay, let's begin. All right, guys. Um, first and foremost, this is what I want to cover today. And this, I think, is the key. Uh, I think for me, this has been one of my, in quotes, secrets, even though it's not a secret, that has allowed me to really do well, whether it's presentations, uh, marketing online, being on the phone, right? And I think the training today will, will be more like that where I'll cover some stuff specifically for cold calls, but a lot of the stuff that we'll talk about today, you can apply outside of cold calls too. So just make sure you keep your mind uh, open and receptive as you're listening, okay? So the first thing I wrote here is, you can be anyone on the phone, right? So what I mean by that is literally what I just said. You can be anyone on the phone. So if I call and I end up talking to, I don't know, a FISBO or an expired who happens to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, I'm going to be that guy that he would talk to and invite to his office to sign the deal. Okay. I'm going to speak like a businessman. I'm going to carry myself like a businessman. I'm going to dress like a million bucks. Okay. Now, if I call somebody else who's maybe like more of my friends growing up, that's more street, I can be street as fuck. I can be the, the dude standing on the corner or I can be fucking Shakespeare or anything in between. This is the game of sales. This is the game of communication. And this is the game where you play the character that you need to play to win. When you show up at an appointment, when you're on the phone, you're auditioning for a role. And that role is to be the person who's selected to earn the check. And remember what I said either yesterday or the day before, there's no second place or third place trophy in this game. You either get the bag, you win, you get the contract signed, or you go home with your tail tucked between your legs and defeat, and you have to lick your wounds and go out and hunt again. My job, right, is to teach you how to be more successful on the hunt. Imagine if the lion, instead of one out of 10 hunts was successful, if it was two or three out of 10. Okay, or five out of 10. That would completely change their existence. 
I want you to increase like that. But that's this game. We get uh, caught up in our mind. One, we claim, well, we're not being ourselves. By the way, it's the worst fucking advice anybody can give you. Just be yourself. Most people don't even know what themselves is. They don't even know who they are. They have so many layers of, of junk on top of their core character that they don't even know who they are. And they have dilemmas, moral dilemmas, personal crises where they're like, oh my God, who am I? What am I doing? So if I tell somebody, be yourself, that's immediately what happens. Number two, this is the game of sales and communication, not being yourself. When I get in this game of selling to somebody, one of the primary objectives is to make the other person feel as comfortable as possible. What if me being myself makes them uncomfortable? What if I'm naturally, if we're going to use the first examples, a meeting with a Fortune 500 uh, CEO, right? And I happen to be somebody who's more street. I can't show up being myself. It's going to make that Fortune 500 guy be like, he might be a nice guy, but he's not, he's not for me. So I just lost the sale because I was being myself. It's wrong. Now, there's nothing fake about it. Why? Because the whole premise behind this thing is I'm doing it to make him or her more comfortable. Okay. Now, if you don't, uh, if you don't identify as him or her, then my advice won't help you. Okay. It's him or her. What I'm doing is I'm being who I need to be to make them as comfortable as possible. And if that means I need to not be myself and maybe wear the three-piece suit and be a little bit more polished or eloquent with my speech, I'm going to do it. Thousand percent. Why? Because that's what has to be done to make the person comfortable and complete the transaction. Period. That's this game. That's the entire focus. So I wrote, be the character, be the character that you need to be. If I need to get with a client and naturally I'm a little bit more quiet and not outspoken. Maybe you're the opposite of me right now. Right? I'm naturally more energetic now and outspoken, right? So let's say you come across somebody like me and you're naturally the opposite. Well, you better step up the fuck up. Otherwise I'm going to sit with you and be like, this person's boring. I don't want to work with them. They're no fun. How come you don't talk? I'm going to be like, why are you so fucking quiet, right? It's going to bug me. Now, me, at the level I'm at intellectually and with communication, I'm not going to call somebody out for it. However, I'm not going to naturally gravitate towards that person. Unless me, we flip the, the script and I want to connect with that person, right? Because the same thing is the opposite. If I'm more louder and energetic and outspoken and I'm meeting with somebody who's a little bit more reserved, quiet, right? Somebody who doesn't really say much. Like uh, on our team, right? For Team BC, you guys know Craig, right? We say he's the man of a million words because he never talks. I can't beat it like that all over the place with him. It's not going to work. I need to be more like him. So that may require a little bit more mental energy for me to tone it down, lower the energy, you know, be more brief with my words and my sentences and do what it is that I need to do to make him more comfortable. And here's the key word, receptive. When you become like the other person, they become much more receptive to you. You know, they're saying things like, this person speaks my language. I feel comfortable with them. Oh, I like that person. They're cool. I'd like to have them around. Why? You're emulating them. You're being more like them, right? Now, 
in the game of communication, remember the ultimate thing, and we're putting aside because I never condone cheating, lying, none of that, right? We gotta make that obvious, an advertisement in case anybody does foul shit, I do not condone that behavior at all, okay? I always have to say that as a disclaimer, okay? That's how fucked up our world is. <clears throat> I'm going to do and say and be what needs to be done. Because okay? normally, right, the argument, the counter argument to this is you're being fake. You're not. Because in the game of communication, I need to assimilate to my target, to the customer. Why? Communication, a strong, solid communication line cannot be established unless that is done. Because then it, it seems like we're two opposing and warring factions. Back in the day, if a new tribe came across another tribe, they look different. They don't speak the same language. Immediately, there's probably going to be conflict or at the very least, a little bit of hesitation. But if I send a messenger in who maybe looks different, but speaks their language and makes them comfortable, guess what? I now may have just extended the olive branch that I need to get our tribes now in communication and to establish some sort of connection, right? This is primitive in our DNA as human beings. This is very basic, but we still have that ancient DNA and, and workings within us. We've accelerated tremendously with technology, but we're still part animals and very instinctual and animalistic in our nature. We just happen to have a brain and the capacity to be more intellectual and more aware and more conscious. However, the vast majority of the population will never achieve that, which is why they still bitch and complain about little insignificant shit. They stub their toe and it ruins their month. That's how dumb we are at the same time as human beings. You have the capacity to create technology that'll take you into space and allow us to teleport. And we're bitching and complaining that it's raining or that it's cloudy, right? Amazing, yet so dumb at the same time. So that is still in our nature, but that's what I need to do. How did I infiltrate that other faction or, or tribe? Again, whether my intentions are to make peace or to actually mess them up, I still have to go in there and communicate. Well, what bridges that gap? The similar language in that case. So now, even though most of us speak English, if we're gonna play the sales game or Spanish, whatever it is that you're talking, right? Because some of us are bilingual, trilingual, we still have now within that, if we're going to go a, a layer deeper, we have a way of speaking that language. So if I can match the way that they speak that language, ah, now it's more comfortable. It's a little bit more warm. It's like, oh, this person is from my tribe. They understand me because another level beneath that is that they get me. They understand me. They're my people. We can work together, right? You're now creating more and more of a bond and a similarity. Familiarity, if I'm saying that right, reads comfort. Write that down. Similarity, if you want to write it a different way, breeds comfort. Okay? You, you, you walk into a room. I mean, what, what did we do when we were younger, right? You're in seventh grade. If you're an athlete, you walk into the room the first day. Let's say you got a school transfer. You're looking for the other athletes. Oh, that's my tribe. Why? Because it makes you feel comfortable in that environment. You're somebody who um, is, I don't know, uh, part of the band. You play an instrument. What are you looking for? You're looking for the other, oh, there's the band, right? You're the girl walking in. You're looking for the groups of girls. You're not going to walk over to the group of guys unless you know some of them, right? 
we just naturally gravitate towards what is familiar, right? Because we fear death and the unknown. So that's the underlying principle to why these things reign true and supreme in today's world, right? But how do they package it up nowadays? They say you're hateful, right? If I happen to go with the people who are, who are long hair and I'm like, yo, what's up, guys? They're like, oh, you're discriminating against the people with short hair. That's how stupid our fucking society is now. And they will attack what is primitive or what we're wired to do. Same thing with, they'll say, don't judge. Okay. This whole act of connecting and being similar, the fact that you not being like them and being yourself causes a disconnect there. That's our innate nature of judging. We're going to judge. Now you can sit there all day and tell somebody not to judge, but even the act of me telling you don't judge, I'm fucking judging. Again, this is how dumb we are. If I tell you not to judge, I'm judging you. Right? And the fact that we judge people, again, this goes beyond what we say is right or wrong and all that. We just do this. If I'm walking down the street and it's dark at night and there's a group of three dudes walking towards me, I don't give a shit how big or small you are. I'm already suspicious because I'm outnumbered and I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Okay. It is normal for me there to be like, okay, I'm going to be on my toes. See, but now society will water that down. Oh, you're discriminating. And they'll say a bunch of dumb shit. So now what do we do? Naive. Oh, well, I can't judge people. And then you get your ass robbed or you get your ass kicked or something like that. Stupid. Stupid. Again, that mechanism is always present in us. You can deny it like an idiot, or you can understand it and use it to your advantage, which is this. Right? This is a little deeper level understanding because this goes beyond the traditional just, oh, this is the sales stuff. This, this is what governs our behavior as human beings. And if you understand that, and then you go up to the surface level now above the soil in your technique and in your application of some of these concepts, it starts to make sense why you actually do this. And more importantly, why it works and why it's so effective. Right? And, and I was just blown away when I started learning sales and studying other things simultaneously, why this shit was never taught. And I realized a lot of people don't really know it. They stay at the very surface level of a lot of things. This is why, by the way, a lot of people hate self-help and all that, because it's very, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is very surface level. And it's like motivation, rah, rah, crap. But if you don't change the individual, nothing's going to change. They're just going to keep coming back for that boost of, of an emotional high. Right? So again, I understand the concept. Now I know I'm not being fake. I'm playing the role that I need to play. Be the character. You can be anybody you want to be on the phone, especially. No one's ever going to see you. If you hang up with that prospect, they're never going to see you again. But even if I do connect with them, I want them to create an image of me that's positive, that's glowing. That's powerful. That way, when we do meet, they're like, whoa, I want them almost to be starstruck. Like, yo, this person came to meet with us. He's so cool. He's so expert. He's great. I like to have him around even after the transaction. This is a good person to have around our family, right? He's going to be a positive influence. I want to give all that to people. I want them to think I'm this tall if the average human's this tall, right? There's nothing wrong with that. 
That's what you need to shoot for when you speak to people. But see, when that is your standard now, you approach making phone calls and everything differently. You're going to go outside all the time, making sure that you're put together, you're dressed well, you smell good, you're going to have a smile, you're going to carry yourself a certain way, you're going to, your conduct on the phone is going to be a certain way, because your end goal is to create that image in people's minds of who you are and what you're about. You see, it's a different ball game now versus just, well, I'm going to make my calls today. You see the difference there? Not too much an application in regards to like what you have to shift, but the impact is tremendous. So figure that out now that we're wrapping up this, this challenge. Who do you want to be when you're on the phone? You see, if you're one week into the business right now, you can make somebody on the phone very quickly believe you're a, you're a veteran. Isn't that incredible? But it all has to do with your conduct. If we, if we put a movie on the screen and I had to have you, even being the new agent or new salesperson, create two simultaneous images in movies, right? One of a, of a 20 year veteran who's just killing it, how he sounds and what he says on the phone versus somebody who it's like their first day on the phone. You would know right away. The first person who's like brand new would be stumbling over the words. It wouldn't be confident. And then the guy who's been on the phone, you know, for 20 years and he's really good. He'd be calm. He'd be like, you know, put me through to Mr. Johnson. Hey, look, I only got a couple minutes. Let's chat. He'd be very calm, very poised, right? That's all you need to do is emulate that. Now, the cool thing about this stuff is learning the skills and then saying, I want to be that. You, that learning curve can be shortened very quickly. Within months, I was already, even though I wasn't that, that good. Just like if you go back to my old stuff on YouTube that I posted, like the FISBO calls and expired calls, all that shit was in one or two years of me being in the business. I wasn't in the business for years, but I drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled. Now I can look at that shit now and be like, man, I wasn't that good, but I'm leaps and bounds ahead of that guy from you know eight, nine, 10 years ago. But at the time to go from where I started to that is pretty cool. And if we're gonna put a sliding scale on your skill, one being you're brand new, 10 being you're the master of all masters, one to seven, that gap, you can, you can fill that gap very fast. It's only when you get to seven to 10 that you start taking a little bit longer to start getting bumped up a quarter of a point or a half a point. But one to seven already puts you probably at the top 20, 25% of the industry. Now, if you want to get into the top 10 and five and 1%, that's where you have to bridge that other gap. But that takes repeated effort. But one through seven is pretty quick. I would say within a year, year and a half of, of solid dedication, all of you can go from one to a seven, if, even if you're at a one right now. Or if you're at a three or four or five, getting up two or three points, you can easily do that in six months to a year with some of these basic practices. Because what I wrote down here is consistent calls and role plays, I didn't write that, at the same time every day that you're supposed to work. If you've put in your calendar cold call from eight to 10 or eight to nine or eight to 12 every day, just stick to doing that. That alone will revolutionize your life, your skills, and your business a month from now, three months from now, six months from now. It's that. You think that's all, oh, that's some basic shit, but nobody does it. Everybody that I talked to is like, man, I was on it for a week, two weeks, or a month, or this and that. Nobody sticks with it. Very rarely do I have somebody in the audience say, hey, I've been making calls consistently from 8 to 11 every morning for two years. Because if that person is there and I talk with them, they're a rock star, dude. At the very least, 
right? They have an air of confidence to them to where now they're making some money and they're doing their thing. They might not be a grandmaster, but they've already exhibited in this reality the ability to do something that very few people will ever do. And believe me, I've heard and seen that person from all walks of life. And that could be the single parent who has six kids. It could be the, the guy like me who had a different career, who just pivoted 180, 360 and got into sales. It could be the person who was part-time who shifted to full-time, right? You know, because they had another job. It could be the person who dropped everything from one day to the other and jumped in. It could be the person who, you know, from all walks of life, who was the immigrant who didn't even speak fucking English and came here and did that within a year or two years and changed their life, right? I mean, it's everybody, but they stuck to that. That was one of the pillars, the foundational pillars. I did this to this every single fucking day. That was a level of dedication, right? And it's so simple that people overlook it. Like, oh, I already know I'm supposed to have a schedule and call every day. Yeah, but are you doing it? Because I will bet my life that you're not. Or if you are making the calls, you're bullshitting half the time and you're not actually making the calls. You're here making the calls and then you're looking over here or over here. Be here and do it. Then report back after doing it consistently for three months. Guarantee you, you're not going to tell me, I don't have anything. You're going to say, dude, I have like 15, 20 leads and shit. Like, okay, cool. Now we can address it. You're ready for something else. Now you have an abundance of leads and a flowing pipeline. Next set of challenges is now presented to you. Let's conquer that. Because that, that's what happens here. There's a tier system of challenges that get presented to you and you don't unlock the next one until you've proven yourself at the previous level. The first level is following your schedule and consistently making calls. If you do not get past that, you will be stuck at level one and you will fail out of this business and any other endeavor that you do for sure. And that I will, I will bet against you. If you tell me I have all the talent in the world, but I'm not going to be consistent. I will put that bet against you like a boxing match all day. I'm going all in. I'm betting a hundred thousand that this person is going to fail. Even if I like you as a friend, the fact that you're violating that principle, because this is what happens, right? We come in with lofty goals. I want to be great on the phone. I want to close people. I want to make a lot of money, right? But the other part is the, what are you actually doing? Because whatever you believe in, the universe, God, Buddha, whoever, Allah, they're looking at that. They said, XYZ said they want to achieve the highest level. Now there's components to reach that highest level. And one of those is this, and they start looking, right? It's almost like you report to the, the, the pearly gates at the end of your life. And you're like, this is my argument to get in. And they look at the scroll. And if that pearly gates opens to success, they're going to look. Oh, well, you haven't been calling consistently. You haven't been role-playing. You haven't been working, working on your skills. You made up a ton of excuses, right? You didn't give it your all. Okay, turn around, leave. This is one of those things. And again, we will throw all kinds of, oh, well, Brian, you don't understand. I'm this, I'm that. I don't want to hear it. Because I know people in more challenging positions than, than you that have done it. When I got back from my pro career in basketball that ended due to injuries, when I started, a lot of people don't know this, right? I've shared this with a few people. I don't know if I've shared it in challenges before, okay? Because of the economic downturn from like 2008, nine until like, you know, 11 or 12, and it started kind of picking up in like 12 and 13, my parents are going through a shitty spot. So I'm leaving my previous career in which my last two years playing pro basketball, I made well into the six figures, but was irresponsible with my money. I'm coming back, starting with a blank slate, having to start all over. 
and my parents are struggling. So I have to help them pay their mortgage and recreate my life simultaneously. So I, I get into the business. I'm drowning in initial debt. I'm doing a thousand dollar a month coaching on a credit card and I have to pay my parents. I think it's like 23 or 2,400 a month to help them pay some of their bills and their mortgage. I think it was around 24, 2,500 bucks. And I have a, a, a dry pipeline and I'm just starting and I have to role play and figure it out. So I have to pay my own bills and I have to pay their bills and I have to figure this shit out. Starting brand new, no sales experience, don't know anybody and all the fucked up excuses everybody gives. Oh, it's so hard for me. Now, fast forward a couple months, a couple months, right? I've already given them advances on what they needed to pay. I've already got myself a new place to live. I'm getting a new car for myself. And, and the list goes on. Now, there was struggle there for sure. Because sometimes I didn't close and you know money was getting a little bit dry. But it wasn't like I was starting with a blank slate and it was easy. I had other bills on top of bills before I started and had any income. But I figured it out quickly. But number one, the conviction was there and the belief that it was going to happen. Like, without a doubt, that could not be tested. Then the level of application and effort was what I would consider and other people say like godlike. This many contacts a day, working fucking 14 hours a day consistently, day in, day out, like practically no time or days off. And I don't know very many people. I've, I've preached it on YouTube, all the, the, the effort that I gave my first year. And I've never come across anybody who matched my effort for those first you know, three years where I was just nose to the grindstone. Yet those same people will bitch to me that they're not getting results. So dude, I told you what I did. You're not doing what I did, yet you want the same result. Are you fucking delusional? I said, I did five plus five equals 10. You want one plus one to equal 10. That's not the way it works. Because beyond that, right? You can't go beyond that until these basics are done. And it starts with this, dude. There's nothing extraordinary about this formula. Yes, we talk tactics and this and that, right? And there's only so much I can give in five days with you know, 45 minute or one hour trains. It would have to be like weeks and weeks and weeks. Of, let's do this, let's do that, right? But, but this is it. You can give me somebody with a very low IQ and who you would think, oh, this person's for sure gonna fail, right? It's almost like the old, uh, the old challenge, turning the ugly duckling into the prom queen, right? But with this formula, it can be done, absolutely. 100%. Because I can teach that person if they're willing to learn and they're willing to put in the work, I can turn them into a monster. I don't care if they're smart or not because this stuff is simple, but people don't want to do what it takes consistently and they keep making fucking excuses. And then they'll point the finger at the business or the coaching or someone else. No, motherfucker, it's your fault. And own up to it. Because this is the last one. And this is what I'm doing to you right now. When you're on the phone and you're talking to people, just like I'm doing with you to an extent right now, you need to challenge people. This is a sign of power and authority and expertise is challenge people. Well, I'm going to sell the house myself. Do you think that's actually going to work? Do you truly believe in your heart of hearts that it's going to work? Like say that to like an expired who's like, oh, we took it off, but we're not going to list. We're just going to do it ourselves. Do you have absolute faith that that's going to work? See, I'm challenging them. 
oh, well, we're going to try it out. You know what that equals to me? Not confident. Mr. Seller, what, what's the biggest disadvantage if me and you meet? If me, me and you decide to meet, I know you're being hesitant. What, what, do you, what do you got to lose? What's the biggest disadvantage to us meeting? Oh, you waste my time. Okay, what, what's a possible advantage? What if I have the solution? Does that not outweigh the disadvantages or disadvantage? Let's go, let's meet. Challenge people. You're afraid to challenge people. Why? Because you don't believe in what you're saying or yourself or your product or your delivery or something, which is why I preach to people. If you come to this game and you learn your scripts, at the very least, you'll know what to say and when to say it and how to say it. And that gives you the confidence to start challenging people. Then from there, you grow as big as you want to grow. But there's no way around it. Which is why I tell the new people, do not waste your money on these bullshit ads that are in front of my YouTube videos and all these motherfuckers telling you to pay for leads. Why? Because you're going to piss that money away. Because if I call you as a lead, you don't know what to say. Nor do you have the confidence to deliver it the right way. But we want the shortcut to get the lead instead of earning it. Earn it the right way. Then when you pay for leads and invest in your business, you will start multiplying your money faster than you ever imagined. But you got to challenge people, dude. Oh, well, you know, let's say a lead, right? Oh, I signed up for your website, but I'm not really interested. I'm like, then, then why, why did you put in your information then? I don't know anybody who talks to leads like that. I do. And it's actually very productive. Oh, well, you know, I was actually looking at the website and I was really interested in this one house. Oh, okay, cool. Is that like your dream house? And now we're in the conversation. You would think that immediately people would hang up or not respond. No, they respond the right way. Because it's what's behind the person challenging. Go back to the primitive days. Only somebody who was bold or held authority or some sort of rank or power would challenge people because they knew the innate risk that came with it. By the way, for the guys in here, if you didn't know, why do you think you're afraid initially to approach, especially pretty girls? Because back in the day, if you got rejected in a small tribe, it was very difficult if you got rejected and everybody found out about it for you to get with somebody else, potentially mate. So it was very high risk. Now, our society now is not built that way but that's still wired in you to fear talking, especially to strangers, but even more so women initially. You see, all of this shit can be deduced to something that happened thousands of years ago that's still wired here. Same thing with the challenging. Only the tribal leader or his council would challenge people. Silence or come over here, right? Because they're the ones who had the power. So people still respond to that. Again, it goes against conventional wisdom. It's counterintuitive, but it works. But you got to do it. And once you start doing it, it becomes very easy for you. Same thing when you guys have to deal with the third party who comes in and starts trying to ruin the deal, like the dad who wants to give his two cents on everything. Are you, are you checking them and challenging them? Or are you just supplicating to them and letting them ruin your deals over and over? You either check them and challenge them, or they're so stubborn that you walk away and say, you're not my client anymore. Goodbye. Real power and authority does that. That's what the veteran does. He's like, I'm not going to waste my fucking time. Bye. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the right move. 
that's the right move. But do you see it and do you understand it? Because intuitively you're probably like, I wanna do it, but for some reason you don't because you put on the politically correct hat or I'm supposed to be nice and other crap that people taught you that you need to throw out the window. You know, I remember uh, when I was younger, the, the, this goes to this point, I was very small when I was young, right? Now I'm, uh, I have a little bit more muscle. You know, I grew to be about six foot two. So on average, I'm bigger than the average person now. But back in the day, skinny, scrawny, short. And I remember being in school, right? Early on, right? My parents sent me to school only speaking Spanish. I didn't speak English. So I got made fun of a lot. I remember like in preschool and kindergarten until like first or second grade when I really knew English, right? Fast forward, fourth, fifth, sixth grade when you know, we're like eight, nine, 10, 11 years old because I was small. People try to bully me. The first guy that tried to bully me, you know what I did? I punched him in his fucking mouth. Now I got my ass kicked because he was twice my size, but guess what? He didn't try to bully me again. That's this. Oh, you want to challenge me, dude? Boom. Now, did I get in trouble? Yeah. But guess what? After that, nobody tried to fucking bully me because they said, yo, you might fuck him up because he's tiny, but he's going to go down fighting. How about we pick a weaker target? That same dynamic is happening in your sales career. This is why people are choosing other people. This is why people meet with you and say, we wanna think about it and you walk away empty handed. This is why you keep losing is because of this. When you need to be the younger version of me that punches somebody in the mouth, because at least you did the right thing. Now, whether you lose or win after that is okay. You'll learn and things will be different because once you throw that first punch, you challenge a client. You finally put your foot down. The game changes from that moment moving forward. And you step forward bigger and stronger. Then you start getting different results. And what I'm describing here, this is real mindset. This is real mental technique and application and not rah-rah crap. This is what allows you to evolve mentally, right? And how you deal with people in this reality. Because what they told you that is right or wrong is not right or wrong. You need to learn the game and the rules that apply to this game, and you need to play to win. Otherwise, you will lose and you will suffer for the rest of your life, whether it's real estate or something else. Okay? All right, guys. Um, that's it for now. Are there any final questions? Yeah, BC, real quick, I have a question. What's going on? Um, so um, I'm actually not in the real estate game. Um, we uh, we offer water filtration for uh, new homes here in Florida. A um, little bit off topic, but um, our target market is uh, new homeowners. Um, cool. And I was wondering if there is a website that I can navigate to to um, get the numbers for these new homeowners um, because we want to start doing the cold calling um, for our business. Yeah, I'm sure if you linked up with a title rep, they'd be able to give you that, you know, a title rep that works in real estate. Um, if you created a relationship and you met up with some of them and chatted with them, um, I'm sure they would be more than willing to, to provide you that information. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure any new closing is public record. Um, also, some of these softwares that realtors use to make cold calls, I'm sure you might be able to utilize one of those because in the search uh, function, you could say somebody who purchased their home in less than like six months or a year right? And you'd be able to put that option. So I think you have, you have a few ways of going about it. Perfect. Thank you for everything. Cool. You're welcome, man. All right.
welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Cool. As we wait for the final questions, um, I got um, I got a message from another uh, from Erica. I don't think she's in the challenge, but she's an agent, right? Kind of lost and, and looking for for direction, and really. Um, you know, I set up a time to talk to her for like two or three minutes, but I told her, I was like, everything about you screams that you want support and help, but you're going about the wrong way of, of, of getting it, right? And this is why at the end of all these challenges, I always push people, you know, whether you like me or somebody else, get on a genuine support system that has a community surrounding it, like my coaching, right? Now, whether you want to join mine or another one, that is a vital step for you guys to not only get around other people who are on that same wavelength of improving and getting better, but you get access to all the stuff that you need, okay? I have faults and hundreds of hours of lectures on door knocking, calling, this and that. Like what I gave you today is like not even the tip of the iceberg or this week, right? But if all of you are really looking to get to six figures, multiple six figures, millions in regards to success and finances and business, you're gonna have to tap in. You're gonna have to tap into something like that, right? If you wanna take it to that level. Okay, so if you guys are interested in anything that I have to offer, you can DM me, right? I won't spam the group and all that. I might drop the link in the group, right? Thank you guys for being here. If you have any other questions, you can post them in the group and I'll come back and I'll, I'll answer them, right? If I can't respond right away, I'll at least, um, you know, do my best to come in, you know, within a couple of days and give you an answer or a video response. But yeah, thank you guys for participating. It was cool to see that we still kind of retained I think the first call only had 15 or 20 people. We still have 11 on the last call. It's actually really good if we're going to talk about it percentage-wise. All right, cool. We'll see you guys. Um, keep it up. Hopefully, you built up some good habits on this challenge. And it's really nice for us who are doing these challenges and, and running them to get you know, messages from you guys weeks later that you're, that you're killing it and you're still on it. And that's really ultimately what the goal is here is for you to start something that carries with you long after you know, we do these challenges. All right. I'll see you guys.